Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Extra Points presented as ever by Omaha. My question is this. Where did all the sports go? I know football season is more or less over, but now we don't have any hockey to watch. They just take a a week or more off right in the middle when football ends. That ain't bad enough. Now I got to watch basketball. Come on. Anyhow, big time guest coming at you today. He is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. We're going to be kibitzing in just a minute here with Rob Riggle. Before that, though, let's kibitz with Rob Riggle's pal, former podcast partner, They still correspond, apparently, because he said yes (laughs) to her text to join us in just a little bit to talk about his beloved Chiefs. I'm talking about the roastest with the mostest. Sarah, Tiana, how are you? Oh, I'm good, Dave. I'm good. Neither one of my teams. My team's not in the Super Bowl, so I have nothing to lose. Nothing, Mm. nothing to lose. Carson Beck is coming back to the Georgia Bulldogs next year. We got rid of Arthur Smith. Everything is rolling in my world. Nothing can hurt you at least until spring training when the Braves <laughs> yeah. report. Yeah, you're in a yeah, you're really in the cat. Yeah. The the Hawks stink. And so you just hope they purge everybody on Ugh. the team right now and reboot. Yeah. This is yeah. you're you're in a nice spot, aren't you? I'd be I'd be happy to get away with the best supporting actor nominee, uh Trey Young. So sick of him just asking for a foul every time. It's like we know you're little, but you don't get a foul every time. Well, you can send them um, to Pittsburgh, but we don't have an NBA team. We do have an NFL team, and your former head coach has now landed on the banks of the Three Rivers as our new offensive coordinator. I want to talk about that. I want to get into these NFL playoffs and all of it. Only question before we turn things over to Rob Riggle. I'm curious, Tiana, about your sports empathy. You don't have a care in the world. Do you feel bad for Lions fans or happy for Niners fans today? Well, it's really a mix. You know, my dad's from Michigan, so he's always kind of cheered for the Lions growing up. And I think, you know, you always watch Detroit on Thanksgiving. So it always felt like something that we would do as a family cheering them on. Um, But my uncle, my grandfather was Packers fan. So, you know, it was always just kind of torn. But I think I honestly I feel awful for Lions fans. Uh, I did really hope that they could get to a Super Bowl. I don't know if they were going to win, but I wanted them to get 2-1. I do think having two playoff games at home is enough to quench their thirst for at least another year. I don't think the Lions have reached their ceiling. I do have a problem with people continuing to talk about the fact that Dan Campbell didn't take uh, a field goal, didn't just take the field goal. Everyone's like, he should have just take the field goal. It's like, I'm sorry, but you have, it's Michael Badgley. Like, he lost his job in the, in the beginning of the season. He finally won it back at the end. He wasn't exactly great from 46 and 48. That's why they always went for it on fourth down. I don't see why you can go, oh, sure. Now I'll just send this untrusted kicker back out there from 46 and 48 in a high stakes situation. I, I don't disagree with what he did. Well, I'll tell you this much. The good news is I disagree with you. It's like, well, they did pretty well, the Lions. They have nothing to hang their head. Yeah, they do. They have plenty to hang their head about. But I'm happy to report 28 to 3, your Falcons in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. 
remains the most painful loss of the Super Bowl era. It is still ahead <laughs> of that Lions one, Thank which is you. way up there on the list. Yeah, that that is one of the worst losses. If I because I am a great empath, as you know, um, I could put myself in those Lions fans seat and I feel sad for them today. Legitimately, <laughs> I feel bad for them. That was a tough one. But at least you got Ben Johnson back and that uh, speaks to brighter days mm-hmm. and you're going to resign Jared Goff. And so, right. So there's no reason to to feel like it's all over with. 2024 is already here, football fans, and things will kick off in autumn. Well, not before you know it, but in like six months. Okay, you know what? Let's forget about what's down the line. Let's talk about the here and now, the Super Bowl. It's the San Francisco 49ers. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk to one of the Chiefs' most prominent fans, Rob Riggle, shall we? Let me squeeze in a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up, Omaha Full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org michigan call 1-800-270-7117 illinois maryland new jersey tennessee virginia west virginia ohio pennsylvania affiliated with harris philadelphia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or west virginia 1-800-GAMBLER.net new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Here we go, everybody. The biggest game, not just in football, but in sports, is just about here. And like we do every week in advance of these big games, we like to track down a fan of one of the teams participating. Well, we've got a notable Chiefs fan. He is the guy who killed Bin Laden. Turn up to <laughs> Taylor Swift, everybody. It's Rob Riggle. How are you, man? Good. How are you guys? You're in Hawaii? I am. I'm in Hawaii uh, uh, and and very, very blessed to be so. Not not. It's not a full-blown vacation, though. I am working. It's, uh, um, it's a wonderful charity event called the Ace Hardware Shootout. For Children's Miracle Network uh, of hospitals, and it'll be on the Golf Channel, so you can check it out on the Golf Channel. But uh, they bring in a bunch of celebrities, we raise a lot of money for for this uh, Children's Miracle Network hospitals, which is you can find them in almost every city in the country. And um, anyway, they do great work, so uh, glad to be part of it. Well, that's Good. wonderful, and I'm glad because I was worried Hawaii. I thought did did Riggle get confused where the Pro Bowl was this year? <laughs> And is he one of the alternates? This is how deep into the barrel we yeah. have to dig now. Rob Riggle's not even an NFL quarterback, and he's in the Pro Bowl. So I guess uh, I, I'm disabused of all those uh, those concerns. Anyway, well, sorry. Me getting, me getting it me getting it wrong and me being in the Pro Bowl are both very, very possible, uh, <laughs> very possible outcomes. What are, wait, are you going to be able to watch Pebble Beach this weekend? Uh, is that is that this weekend? Yes. So yeah. So no. It's not uh, in Hawaii. Was, no, because get a load of this. So uh, um, I'm just full of charity, guys. I I, I, I guess if someone said, Rob, what's your what's what's your biggest? Well, I care too much. I guess I just give, give, give. Mm. Uh, no, I'm actually I'm going back to Kansas, uh, Kansas City. I'm going to Lawrence, Kansas, uh, to take some uh, wonderful auction winners from the Big Slick uh, mm -hmm. to a KU basketball game this weekend. Uh, going oh. To the, so I'll be I'll be in Kansas uh, going to uh, uh, watch uh, KU play Houston on this Saturday. This is the weekend Ooh, that they're one. that they're that they're cashing it in. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> At yeah. least it's not next weekend during the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a, a renegotiation on that one. Oh my gosh! All right, okay. So I was going to ask you who you thought was going to win Pebble Beach, since since you're so tapped into the golf world. Thank you, you for acknowledging it. that. Very tapped into to golf. You're big into golf. Well, my favorite player is Jordan Spieth. So I always, you know, if I, if I, if I don't have my finger on the pulse, which is rare, <laughs> but if I don't have my finger on the pulse of what's going on on the PGA, I'll just scream out Jordan Spieth. Okay. So. Sure. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like my mom being like Tiger, like because it's the only tie, it's the only golfer she knows. So yeah, sometimes that helps. Sometimes. All right, so are are you going to the Super Bowl? Is this as a Chiefs fan? Are you going to the Super Bowl? You are. Yes. Now this is going to sound cocky and arrogant, but I had my tickets like three weeks ago. <laughs> before, before, honestly, before we even got past Buffalo, I had the tickets. Yeah. Did, were you just going anyway because there's good golf in Vegas or were you were you anticipating that the Chiefs might be there? Well, now that they're there, of course, I was anticipating. <laughs> 
So no moral, no moral quandary if the Chiefs didn't get there about still attending the game without them. I made that mistake once and the football gods taught me a lesson I'll never forget. They gave me a poison oyster down in New Orleans. I thought my Steelers were going to be there. They didn't get there. I still went and I got a very clear message. You shouldn't be here, Dave. Go throw <laughs> so up in the, the toilet. Here's the way around that. Uh, and I've discovered this after going to a few Super Bowls um, is – I remember the one in New Orleans. It was uh, the Ravens 49ers, and I was debating, oh, which team should I, you know, get behind and all this stuff. And as if I'd lost my mind. Um, now, this was before the Chiefs had made the Super Bowl, and I was doubtful they ever would until Patrick showed up in our lives. But um, now I realize you go to the Super Bowl, even if your team's not there, you just mm-hmm. rep your team. You just wear, like, if, uh-huh. if it was two other teams, I'd still wear a Kelsey or Mahomes jersey uh, to the Super Bowl, so it's that. I think I think you can go. You just got to rep your team. All right, that's good. Now, yeah. now I remember the very first Super Bowl that you went to because you and I were doing a podcast together at the time, and it was Chiefs Forty ers right? That was the first one that the Super Bowl that the Chiefs won. Uh, were in. Yeah, that was the first. Yeah, that Mahomes won. Yes, yes, but I'd been yes. to Super Bowls before that. I'd been to a Super Bowl before that. Yes, I know that. You, yes, but you, you didn't have a vested interest in Right, that. I did not have a vested interest in it. Yeah. At that time. And you yes. said that you were sitting next to a 49ers fan and it was such an up and down game. And you you just, you. I remember you saying something to them like, whatever happens, like this has been a great experience. Yeah. Do you I think didn't that mean you will, <laughs> Do you think that you will say that again now that you guys have become the Patriots of uh the 2020s <laughs> listen we're having a great decade so far and uh i'm not going to apologize ever for uh-huh. winning not well, one yeah, minute I mean, not one are- second yeah. not going to do it because you know what i was in the desert for 50 years 50 <laughs> years 50 years uh-huh. i was in the desert with mm-hmm. no water mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. i'm at the oasis and yes, I got the tap on full and I'm drinking straight out of the spigot and I love it. I'm letting it run all over. I, I, it's like Chevy Chase in uh, uh, Three Amigos. I'm just guzzling out of the canteen. I'm going to chuck it in the desert and let it pour out. I don't give a <laughs> Because we earned it. It's our time. It's our time. It's our time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's how it is. Uh-huh. I, 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 there's no apology required for any of that. But there's still some have-nots like the Detroit Lions. And I submit that that is one of the five worst losses, the most heartbreaking losses of the Super Bowl era. I'm curious now that you've come through clean on the other side, you can look back now and regard the most painful loss. As a Chiefs fan, can I submit one to you? Is it the Lynn Elliott game? That that one was tragic because we had such a tremendous season. We, we really had stars in our eyes. We thought this was the year. We thought that was going to happen. And then, you know, to have it just pissed away is the best mm-hmm. way to describe it. It was incredibly painful. But I also remember uh, 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 a game against the Colts also where we were up 28 points and managed to lose that playoff right. game. So, you know, we've had our pain, okay? I've, we've all <laughs> – we've had our share of it. So everybody can uh-huh. get a single-file line and kiss my <laughs> – because <laughs> – it's, it's our time, and I don't care if there's haters out there. I don't care if we're on top of the mountain. 
come knock us off, and then you can be top of the mound. And by the way, I'm nostalgic, and I I, I uh, appreciate great stories. And I would have loved to see the Lions make the Super Bowl because I want to see those those teams that have been long struggling or have never even been to a Super Bowl. I'd love to see them get there. I'd love to see the Browns. I'd love to see, uh, uh, you know, I think there's, there's what, four teams total that have never Jets, been? Jets, Bills, Bikes, Lions, a final four that includes no, no, the Bills those been. teams would no, be no, the No, no, the Bills have been there. F*** them. The Bills have been there four <laughs> times. They've been there four times and they lost. Like, I, the Bills have been. I'm talking about the teams that have never been to a Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. So those guys, I wish them the best. And, of course, I want everybody to experience winning, even the Bills. I want, you know, I want them to win one eventually. But this is our time. I'm sorry if everybody, everybody hates it. Everybody's all fussy. Ooh, fussy, fussy. Conspiracy theories. Oh, this is happening. Oh, go smoke a turd in hell. There's no conspiracy. There never has been a conspiracy. It's just the way it is. You know, I, I mean, Brady and the Patriots were on top of the mound for a long time. And guess what? They earned it. And then, they're you know, everybody's time on the stage is you get it and then it goes away. So we're enjoying right. our time. We're going to do the best we can while we have it and everybody else can deal with it. <laughs> sure. That was a very simple feel- way of putting it. I don't feel as bad for Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. They are superhero level quarterbacks themselves. But aren't you a little concerned as a chief supporter that that you're really going to cross the threshold of appearing to be a bully if you beat Brock Purdy? I mean, he is I mean, he really looks like a little kid. And Patrick Mahomes (laughs) and the mighty Chiefs vanquishing him feels beneath them at this point. No. No, not, I, 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 that is the worst logic and reasoning I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, but boy, I, I, face. I, I, I appreciate the effort. I'm sure the people in San Fran appreciate the effort. Well, I don't know if you've been watching any of the NFL film stuff that Baldinger has been doing about the schemes that Spagnola has been putting together, but they're pretty fascinating. Like just the way that he has completely taken the offense away from some of these incredible teams like the Bills and the Ravens. I'm curious to, to me, this is the, the, if you can call it the worst offense that the chiefs have had in a long time. Like you guys are usually stacked and obviously you have hall of famers in there, but I would say arguably out of all the teams that have gone to the Super Bowl, this one doesn't seem to be as dynamically aggressive because you know you guys can't seem to score in the second half and the 49ers are a second half team not a first half team so I'm curious what you think your odds are going in and like how come what's your comfort level going into a situation like that never I never have comfort never (laughs) it's the NFL anybody can win anybody can show up on any given Sunday you know the parody in the league is so fantastic that no, there's there should never be comfort level for any team uh, because you just never know. You may show up at the wrong scheme with the wrong mindset. What it could be. There's so many factors that go into it. Um, and I, I hear your concern about uh, uh, what's been talked about as far as uh, I think the Chiefs are uh, are still obviously a championship team. They're back in the championship uh, and they won the AFC. However, I understand what you're saying about like the lower production. Normally, they're mm-hmm. 30 points a game plus, mm-hmm. and now they're more in the mid-20s uh, to the low 20s. Okay, fine. But this time, the script is different in the sense that we have a 
unbelievable defense. Like our defense is lights out. And that's something it's really been really exciting for Chiefs fans because, you know, we have such a dynamic offense that that's how we, we, we won a lot of games, but now we have the defense to boot, which is that, you know, that's wonderful. I love it. I love both sides of the ball. Um, so yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, Spagnola is, is a genius and, and he's done an amazing job with, with the draft, uh, with putting together the, the right pieces of the puzzle, the, the team, the, the players have, have gelled in a beautiful way. I'm, I'm stoked about our team. I like our chances. You know, the, the 49ers, they didn't get there by accident. They've been dominant in the NFC all season. They've been playing great football. Brock Purdy is this wonderful story. Uh, of you know a young man making the most of his opportunities um and and you know he's just a good he's a good person from from everything i've seen and, and heard he's just he's just a good guy so yeah who who wouldn't root for a good guy you know that's but so is patrick patrick's a good guy too uh and so you know i just unless uh, you're a I, kicker <laughs> hey don't set up your helmet and 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 football right where he's dropping back on his side of the field. Tucker knew what he was doing. That's that mm-hmm. old Ryder Cup gamesmanship stuff. We all know what it is. Mm-hmm. That's that's easy. That's, that's so transparent. It's ridiculous. Probably not a I, good idea to poke the bear before the game. Completely agree. Why are Probably Ravens not. fans coming down on Tucker Moore for this? Right. Exactly. I'm with you, <laughs> Tiana. I think he unnecessarily. I mean, Kelsey was already jazzed for the game, but he was. He turned it up to 11 after that, right? I thought that was wild stuff out of him. I think it's very distinctly possible. Listen, it, it, it's also, it's, it's hilarious because it's a non-issue. These yeah. are professional athletes. These are these are men. They're they're doing a little gamesmanship. They're doing a little harassment package. It's it's all part of the, it's all part of the thing, you know? There was no mm-hmm. blows. They didn't come to blows. They didn't even have words. It was just a simple move your stuff. He moved it one inch. Okay, we're doing that, fine. <laughs> You know, well, I'll help you. I'll help you move it a little bit more. I would have loved to see what you would have said to him if you were in that situation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) some some fantastic low kicks, uh, karate low kicks would be coming out. (laughs) I absolutely would. I would absolutely. Uh, I would have done some low kicks and then I would have got fined for my language. Hey, Rob, so you may, we're talking Spagnola here. Here's a, like a fan-level ethical question for you. I mean, you're obviously steeped and loyal to these Chiefs. I suspect you, if I invoke the names Bill Kenny and uh, Steve uh, Fuller and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, Elvis Gerbach and, uh, and all the rest of them. So where do you come down? Like, what if Steve Spagnola got a head coaching job in the middle of the season? And they okay. were like, or, or you know what? Let's say at the end of the day, they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, Spags gets a head coaching gig, and Bill Belichick is offered the defensive coordinator job for the Kansas City Chiefs, a man who has caused you much pain over the years. Are you excited or do you reject it and say, no, Hunt family, we can't have this? Uh, well, the good thing is they don't pay me a dime, so I, I, don't, <laughs> uh, I, don't get a, I don't get to say in any of that. I will say... Uh, every, everybody that's ever played a sport knows you don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat. Don't rock mm-hmm. the boat. Eh. Don't tip the boat over. Mm. Don't rock it. So, uh, I would say, uh, <laughs> every, keep it status quo until it bucks you, you know, keep it, keep it status quo until, until the, until the Bronco bucks you off. And then when it does, then you can reassess. 
Um, and, and by the way, Belichick is never coming back at anything less than head coach ever, ever, ever. He's not taking orders mm-hmm. from anybody. So that's not even a real scenario. Um, so I, I'm going to just uh, <laughs> say that nothing's going to change and everything's going to stay the exact same it is for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, that's a good way of looking at everything. This is a real positive outlook. That It's like, it's such false positivity. Like, I, I know that Rob is um, torn up inside and he's, he's probably got um, awful uh, indigestion. But where, here's the bigger question. Where are you sitting when you go to the Super Bowl and how close will it be to Kelsey's suite? <laughs> I don't think I, I've never been invited to Kelsey's suite. Not that I Ever? Mean, Travis even I, like before. Like, no, no, I, I, but I never asked either. But I don't I think have. you should ask. I, you did? Well, that's because. <laughs> wow. you, I yeah, I Sarah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. We had a, some I, bull riding in, over the summer, but still, like, no, right. I haven't been invited. I haven't been invited. Uh, I have not been invited. So I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't invite myself to parties, but, uh, it does look like fun. It does look like fun. It looks like a good time in there. I like to get shirtless. Everybody knows that. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many pictures of you with your shirt off wearing flip flops. Yeah. There's just countless, countless pictures of Rob. There's more pictures of you doing karate in a tux than there are of, of you with your shirt off. But all right, so you haven't gone to the suite. Do you think you'll be sitting close to it? Can you see in? No, you'll be sitting in the element. I don't have that. I don't have that kind of juice. Uh, okay. I'm I'm going to be very happy to be at the game, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know where those seats are even. But uh, wherever they are, I'm just happy to be there. What okay. would you have done before? I think it's wild. You know, I think we're probably about the same age. I'm getting like for me, you know, Franco, Mean Joe, Lambert. Your glory days are right now. That's a weird trip to suddenly have waited this long for the glory. It's always Mahomes, your all-time guy. That I mean, I assume that's you're not like you're you're not arrested in some you know 1979 frame of mind like I am. In other words, no, no, no. I you know it, it is true. My whole life, I went to my first Chiefs game in 1975 and have been with them ever since. And, and yeah, it's been a long, hard, hard struggle. A lot of playoff losses. The Schottenheimer years where we had winning seasons and would lose in the playoffs. And the furthest we ever got was with Montana to the AFC championship and lost to the, to the bills. So, you know, um, uh, it's, I've been long suffering. Um, I, I, the, if I look at my jerseys in my closet, there's Lynn Dawson, there's Derek Thomas, there's Kelsey, there's Mahomes. Um, I used to have a couple others, but uh, that, Nigeria that's nightmare. You must add him. You maybe a word one. No, very when, when he was playing the Nigeria nightmare. When he was playing, uh, uh, I couldn't afford the jerseys, so I didn't have I didn't have any of those. Uh, now I'll probably go get a couple retro because I do love them. Um, but uh, 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 yeah, that's. Those are the jerseys they got in my closet, man. That's it. Because I remember, like, uh, you know, we were doing our podcast before Mahomes' rookie year. And yeah. and I was laughing at you about, you're like, no, I really believe in this guy. I'm like, all right. Like, no one's even heard of this. I don't even know what you're talking about. And I just thought, like, did you have any idea that it would become what it has become? 
no idea on earth, not not a clue that it would yeah. come that he that the 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 amount of success he's had at, at the yeah. level had no idea. But I did believe that he was going to be gr- good. I would even yeah. say great. I thought he was going to be good because we had Alex Smith, who had just won the division for us. Yeah. He had been consistently getting us in the playoffs for like the last five years. You know, we, mm-hmm. we had a good thing going. And when they said goodbye to him and they said, he's uh, Mahomes is our guy. I, I was like, well, there's got to be a good reason for that. Mm-hmm. There's got to yeah. be a good reason for that. And they, they saw what we're all seeing now. They just saw yeah. it a little earlier. Yeah. So the conversation has now turned from mere Lombardi's for Mahomes to is he the goat now? Is he going to surprise? Where, where do you, where do you come down on that? Does it matter to you at this point? You're just living in the moment, or does he need this one? Or how many more does he need to surpass Tom Brady? Or who cares? Nope, none of that. None of that really matters to me. You know, people will have goat conversations about anything. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that that's just that's part of the fun of being a sports fan. You'll you'll people will debate that forever. Um, um, I, I still have friends that are doing the whole LeBron, Michael Jordan yeah. debate for, for that's been going on for years. And it, you know, that's, again, that's the fun and the joy of being a sports fan, but no, I do not care. He has done enough, uh, for Kansas city. He has done enough for the chiefs organization. He's so young. He's so motivated. His head is screwed on, right? He gives back in so many wonderful ways beyond the football field, just as a humanitarian, um, and he's managed to keep his head in an insane, insane media world that is just, I feel sets people up to knock him down, sets him up, knock him down. You know, if it, it's just to, to live under a microscope is impossible. And at that age and with that kind of pressure, he, to maintain his bearing as he does, I don't know. I mean, to me, he is the goat, but for so many other reasons than just what he does mm-hmm. on the field. So, um, uh, that's the beautiful thing, you know, when you get get somebody like that who who uh, uh, brings you some W's, gives you a couple championships, fills you with some civic pride, and uh, <laughs> it's wonderful. It's just wonderful, wonderful. Last question, unless you have another one, Dave. I don't know. I don't want to presume, but my last question is: If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, do you think that Travis and Jason retire together? So that they can go in the Hall of Fame together. Well, that would be that would be nice, but I I don't think that's going to happen. I know nothing, by the way. This is no, my no, gut. No, yeah, that, yeah this is so, just you. Yeah, just my opinion is uh, Travis has a lot of football left in him. Mm-hmm. Still, I think he I think he wants to go play. I think he wants to play for as long as all athletes want to play as long as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. But I think he's got three or four more years in him. Uh, as far as w- if you listen to him talk and his his energy and his mentality and his mindset, um, yeah, I think he wants to keep playing. So I d- I just don't see him retiring at the same time. Okay. Yeah. No, I know that you don't know anything. You haven't been invited to the suite, so we all know where you stand <laughs> in the Kelsey uh, chopping block. But I, I think it's big. I think it's a big possibility because I do see Jason retiring, and I could see. Travis retiring to pursue things outside of football before he gets any more injured and how he he's already said that nursing those injuries every summer has gotten harder and harder. It's harder and harder for him to come back to injury. And I see him being like the rock. I see him becoming this actor, entertainer, broadcaster. I I see him doing 
much more than just being an analyst or anything after football. So they are media stars, both, both of them side by side doing that show together. I cannot get over that. They came from the same parents, the nature versus (laughs) nurture debate is hereby over. When you look at Travis and Jason Kelsey, look at their fashion sense. Look at the way they can pour those two are the same are from the same house. Weird. Those two grew up in different locker rooms. Okay. Jason grew up with offensive linemen and Travis grew up with wide receivers. And that's the difference. <laughs> well, also, you know what I love? I love about their their podcast, too, is they're just so true to themselves mm-hmm. on that thing. You know, they really are. They, uh, you know, they're, they're not trying to soften anything or they still use that harsh locker room language, <laughs> you know, on their podcast. And they, that's not going to change. It's who they are. And I, I, I dig it. I really do. I I, I love listening to them talk. Yeah. I love listening to because they do give you the raw feed, and it's it's fantastic. So, and you know what? You bring up a good point there. That that you know what you described because I never, you know, I, I it's denial. It's my denial. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. I don't want to think about him retiring. But you're right. You know, it, it it gets harder and harder. I imagine every off season to to repair yourself and mm-hmm. get back out there and take another savage beating. You know, because every game is a car wreck on your body. Uh, yeah. And so, you are you know, you may have something. I don't know. I, I hope it's not true. I hope we get some more years out of him, but that's me being selfish. But if he did, yeah. if he did hang it up, uh, no one deserves it more than he does. So, yeah, I think it's football fans. Obviously, we love watching him play. We love watching them both play. We love seeing them interact on the field. But I just remember even at Big Slick last summer, he couldn't play in the softball game because his back was bothering him and and it's like oh man you know he's like still nursing it in the middle of june or you know so i just um i could i could see it being a lot but he is so motivated and he's so competitive i you know he might not give it up anymore i have one last question before you go you're feeling it right now but you're celebrating patrick mahomes he doesn't need to do another thing to you know for your satisfaction in kansas city sports fan satisfaction how about this? What if you could trade Patrick Mahomes after this Super Bowl and in return you get three straight Kansas City Royals World Championships? How say you? That's probably the hardest question I've ever been asked in my entire life. <laughs> uh, Ponder that. Go play your golf and get back to us after this big game. You know Super what? You might have just screwed up this entire year for me now. <laughs> I, I am... <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I have no wait, wait. I have no power to make it so. If that helps, if that helps, it's not gonna happen. Three straight. Three straight would be and we win the Super Bowl. We win the Super Bowl next week, and then we get three. What are you doing to me, man? This is too tough. You drive a hard bargain, but okay, you do need to vanquish Mr. Irrelevant and his Niners pals. And then Patrick Mahomes is dealt away forever, but in return, you get that weird trophy that they give to the team that wins the world series with all the little flags on it no i, I don't um, know if i take that I, th- I don't know if i take that because patrick is now part of the fabric of kansas city he can't he, i don't want him to leave no matter what so i'm gonna stay with patrick i like the loyalty and we're gonna, the win, we're gonna win the world series the honest way we'll get we'll do it the old school way. <laughs> that's the right answer go put on your carlos carson 88 jersey wear it with pride in vegas <laughs> 
thanks so much for the time, man. Enjoy your time in Hawaii. Great work by you. More charity work. What else is new with Rob Riggle? That's what I, I, I don't, I only know you from a distance and that's what I know you for as much as anything I do. And, uh, as you do, and I, I hail you for it. Beautiful stuff, man. And listen to his Riggle's Picks podcast that he's still doing. It's really great. Thank you, sir. We've, I miss you so much on that. Ah, I miss you too, but I'm so glad that you're still doing it. It's great. Thanks. Appreciate Roll that. Ball good to QB. see you guys. Good to good see to you, see Rob. You. See ya. Take Very care, good, guys. everybody. Pro Thank Bowl you, QB in 2025, certainly, if he doesn't get in this year. So it's, I don't know if he's going to get over to Orlando in time. What a mensch. And now a quick break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Eddie Spaghetti, he likes when comedians come on the shows. And so I like to get a quick review for him from him right after um, this big time uh, comedian leaves the uh, leaves the stage for us here. Eddie Spaghetti, your thoughts. I I actually loved his uh, his last answer with the the trading of sports. I know that's one of your go to's, Dave, and I ponder that myself. But mm-hmm. I do kind of agree that it's like you're already on this ride with Mahomes where he's so dominant. Why would you give up the dominance now when he's in his prime, when you could see him actually become equal to Brady, if not surpass him. So uh, I do agree with Rob's answer there. It's if Mahomes is maybe 33, 34, I'd say you can give him up and you're probably giving up any Super Bowls, but he's not even 29 yet. Like you gotta, you gotta keep running with that. Where do you come down? I would do it. I would do it. For the Braves? Yeah, if it meant my baseball team could get three in a row and I already got three in a row and I already got three Super Bowls with my guy, like, yeah, I don't know. I would want the whole city and uh, and all the fan bases within the city to be happy, not just well, I, the football fan base. I do want to talk about your pro football team in just a second, but but uh, but quickly, um I, have I asked you the one I threw to Eddie Spaghetti, who loves his mm-hmm. New York teams and Notre mm-hmm. Dame football, but apparently loves Pearl Jam just a little bit more because I offered him Grand Slam for his favorite teams, whichever four he wants, Rangers, Notre Dame, Knickerbockers, whatever. Choose those, and they are all going to win the title, not just one year, but two years in a row or no more Pearl Jam shows during that stretch. Spaghetti chose the Pearl Jam shows. How say you, Tiana? Yeah, I think I remember that. I think that was our oh, first episode okay. together. That's and right. I am still baffled by it. Like, there's no chance. I mean, I, I, I mean, anytime someone asks me to go to a concert in the first place, I'm like, I have to like amp myself up to do it for a whole month. I'm like, <laughs> all right, how am I going to get there? Where am I going to park? You know, like, should I Uber? Where's the Uber drop off? You know, how long do I have to stay? Do I have to get there for the opening at, you know, it's quite the thing. Do you so dance? Like, like, it's not a dance when you see a rock band. You don't like, you know, it's not like, I don't know, yeah. seeing Taylor Swift or, or whatever else. You don't wouldn't full on dance about. Do you no. do like, cause like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, a nerd I, as if I have to tell you that I think it's obvious, but like, 
I am so in my head and I've gone to shows my whole life in in Chicago, in my adult life in Bloomington, India, Chicago, LA, love going to the great venues, the El Rey and the Troubadour and all that. But at some point it started to set into me, like, first of all, you're at least 10 years older than everybody else in here. So that feels, I feel like a, a square for that alone. But then I'm in there alone and like, everybody's like kind of doing the head bob and shoulder thing. And I'm like, how much of that am I supposed to do before people start pointing at me and laughing? Oh, really? So you're that uh, uncomfortable Crazy, yes. at a concert. You're that's very insecure. Yes. <laughs> to think that yes. people are looking at you and not the band. It's vain is what it is. <laughs> it's not narcissistic. Again, it's vain. vain. I think I, I, uh, I assume people are like somehow making fun of me and laughing at me at every turn, which I think no, they I probably think are. About, yeah, I don't really think about um, what people think. So I, usually I'm like Good. pretty intoxicated. So I'm going to be moving around no matter what. And Smart. it's probably just squirming because I have to pee <laughs> from all the Jack Daniels. But uh, no, I mean, I don't think I'm like full on dancing. I'm not like a, a, you know, you see when people are in a rave or anything, but I think I'm like moving around and bopping along to the beat. I think the last concert I went to was the Chicks. So... Oh, the Dixie Chicks. I forgot yeah, the that they Dixie abbreviated chicks. it. Yeah, okay. I know. I have to. Yeah. But yeah. So I think that's the last one I went to. And I went with some a bunch of girlfriends and we were in a little suite. So we were all just kind of bopping around. But no, I don't know. I don't really think. I once went to a show with my pals in Chicago and we saw Rage Against the Machine. And I remember my friend Tony for years after making fun of me. He's like, at one point I looked over at you, Sheck, and I thought you were doing a bit, but you weren't doing a bit. You were just watching the band and it made me laugh really hard. And I think that's part of why I'm so self-conscious about it. Because like, you were dancing or you weren't dancing? I don't know what I was even doing. What the hell could I have been doing that was worthy of mockery for years I on end? It's... I don't know. Ask my friend uh, Tony. Don't ask me. Well, that sounds like your friend Tony was projecting his own insecurity onto you, which made you therefore insecure because he was uncomfortable that you were having such a good time and you were unapologetic about I it. I don't know what, but I'll tell you this much. <laughs> a lot of people from Atlanta who root for the Falcons are projecting their angst related to Arthur Smith on my football team, the Steelers now, because now Arthur Smith, late of the Falcons, is now the OC for mm -hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers. How say you, Tiana? So today I uh, I finally took my bike to a bike shop. I bought a new bike so that I could ride with my son. It got a flat tire. I watched on YouTube how to fix the tire. I ordered tubes. I fixed the tire. Got another flat. Then uh, I felt like the alignment was off, all this stuff. I fixed it three different times. And then finally I was like, you know what? I need to get rid of it, like have somebody who's really qualified to fix this bike. I feel like that's what the Falcons did when they finally fired Arthur Smith. They said, you know what? We keep trying to fix it ourselves. We need to bring in a professional. And we brought in Raheem Morris. Therefore, mm -hmm. now you guys have this fake bike mechanic who's honestly, I think, <laughs> honestly, here's the thing. Here's what I think. I think Arthur Smith is a very good offensive coordinator. I think it depends on who is calling the plays. I do not think he is good at calling the plays. I think he is very good at designing the plays. I do not think he is good at calling the plays. 
So I think he's going to be at da- well. I think he is. Tomlin be doesn't call the plays, the plays in Pittsburgh. right? No, yeah, it'll be that'll Here's the be problem. Artie Smith doing that. Arthur Smith likes to thinks he's smarter than everybody, and then he outsmarts himself because maybe he is really smart, but he doesn't do the basic schemes that everybody knows works. Like how many times we threw the ball on third and one when we have three of the best running backs in the league and then it's incomplete and we have to punt. Like I cannot tell you how many times that happened and knowing that you guys have Warren and Najee, you know, and everybody keeps hiring Arthur Smith because of what he did with Derek Henry. And I'm not really sure that's, him. <laughs> I'm a big advocate. I hear you. I'm, I, I am much more an advocate this millennium in the offensive line in front of the running back matters more than the running back yeah. behind that O line. Yeah. And so I think they're going to continue to build up that O line, this draft and free agency. I'm not as worried about that. And I do think there is a weird division that it's hard to put your finger on. I had Daniel Jeremiah on minus three a couple of weeks ago, and he referred to Nick Sirianni, and I thought it was a great turn of phrase is as the vibes guy. Like, I think you hear culture yeah. thrown around a lot, but that's what Dan Campbell is. He's the vibes guy yeah. from Detroit. He's not X and O in it, especially. I mean, that's Ben Johnson's gig. Arthur Smith is an X and O guy. Okay, so he's not a vibes guy, apparently. <laughs> I think uh, the results are in on that. I'm not as upset about it as many Pittsburgh Steelers fans are. The worst thing is, I don't think I would go Arthur. If my parents named me Arthur, would you go, which, which of the variations would you settle on, do you think, Sarah? What is it, Artie? Is Artie. The other? Art. 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 Actually, I don't I think, think you can one. call think anything Arthur he does art. <laughs> I think Arthur is the best. I mean, listen, Terrible. I think I think maybe learning from his mistakes, maybe it was too soon for him to be a head coach. Maybe he needed, it's kind of the same way. I wanted Raheem to stay on as the head coach when Dan Quinn got fired. But, you know, Chris always tells me that he thinks it was just a little early for Raheem to have been given the reins. And then he goes, learns more under McVay. Now he's come back and he might be in a better position to succeed. And maybe that's going to happen with Arthur Smith. He's going to go there, have success with Tomlin, learn more from Tomlin, then he might be able to move on and get a, another good head coaching job again. Um, so I, I I wish him the best. I mean, obviously, you know, I love my Darnell Washington. I love my George Pickens on the Steelers. Like, I, I do love Kenny Pickett. I do think he is very good. I, I wouldn't be shocked if you guys uh, drafted a quarterback. But I, I think you have a really, really good team. And I felt like both of our teams were very similar this year. By definition, the Steelers do. They, if, even if they keep Mason Rudolph, they need to add a third quarterback because the, yeah. their Mitchell Trubisky is going to get waived. And so they will. Do you have a preference? I mean, the thing that uh, the, the notion that Steelers fans have accepted is because over the decades, the Steelers rarely do ever trade up is like, we don't know what I don't think this is going to happen for the record. But who knows what Omar Khan two years into the gig might be thinking, you know, just because Kevin Colbert and his predecessors didn't go up in the draft. Who knows? Maybe they are in love with Jaden Daniels and maybe they move heaven and earth to go and get him. And, you know, I I could see that short of something like that. I Mm. bet you it's Ryan Tannehill or maybe somebody like that, especially if Mason Rudolph doesn't return, it would make sense to bring in a guy who has been in, 
Arthur Smith system. And so that kind of checks out. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm with mm-hmm. you. I'm with you on, on Raheem Morris. A lot of those guys, it does. Like they they reemerge in their better versions of their younger selves. Mm-hmm. The only one that stands out as kind of an exception to that rule is Josh McDaniels. So I thought, okay, it was too <laughs> soon when he went to Denver a decade ago, but now he's back with Belichick. This time when he reemerges as a head coach, oh, he's going to be for real. And he stunk just as bad. So I guess... But I, but I do still largely buy what you're throwing out there. Um, but but anyhow, I think with Josh, it was because the players didn't want to play with him. They didn't like him. They did, he didn't treat them like men. He treated them like children and uh, like he was better than them. And guys don't want to run through a brick wall for you in that case. Like everyone's going to stay in Detroit. Everyone's going to stay in Detroit. You know, I don't think Detroit has hit their ceiling. So... It is an interesting thing, especially this generation. And I'm not real big on kids these days are one way versus the way everybody used to be. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the evolution of uh, of a generation of human beings is, you know, confident when you're young and wiser when you're older kind of stuff. Um, I do think, though, that there is there. It's more important. The Bob Knights and Bill Parcells of the world are going away literally and figuratively. And I do think it does matter to your point. Like it it wasn't that important 20 years ago if the players liked you, but clearly there is some connection there between Dan Campbell and Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid and Mike Tomlin and all those guys. Like their players like them on an, not like they don't understand that those guys are the bosses, but it is a factor that didn't used to matter. But look, you know, like it's, the guys who learned at Belichick's knee are trying to do that. And it doesn't work. Like with Josh McDaniels, Matt, Patricia, like treat me like a man. You hear that all the time. Talk to me like I'm a man, respect me and all that kind of stuff. And it does matter more than it used to 25 years or so ago when it was like, I'm Bob Knight and you do as I say, or you get kicked (laughs) off the team kind of vibe. Um, Anyhow, great times with Rob Riggle. Andy Reid is, uh, that's the thing about this chief's, um, dynasty or whatever we want to call it that he hits on. They're a likable bunch, right? I mean, I, I Travis Kel, the, the faces of the team are likable fellas. So what are you, what are you going to get down? Unless of course you don't like Taylor Swift. Then, that, then that's, I guess I have to take that all back. If you're a football fan, you look at the guys on the team, you're like great guys. But now this all time insane conspiracy theory yeah. is tripping I me know. up. But, but I think we've all mostly rejected it out of hand is just, a bridge too far and, and really bizarre and not worth worth indulging. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's a plant. I, you know, like I don't think there's any conspiracy. I think Andy you don't. Reed is you don't really... think this is. You don't think this is a fix. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I the Chiefs always get calls, um, but I felt like um, the Ravens had lots of opportunities in that game, and they blew a lot of opportunities. Um, and Spagnola just unwound them. He just took, he just took them apart. So uh, that was really fascinating to me. I think Chris getting Chris Jones signed at the beginning of the year after he missed what was it two games at the beginning huge, of the season, right. huge, huge. If they don't get him signed, they are not where they are, in my opinion. That would be you know all this talk about like it's funny the the Niners side it's all obsessing about Brock Purdy and I have fed that and it's the paradox of Brock Purdy it's not that he's not great for the Niners it's not a fluke that he's good but it's hard to to make sense of Mr. Irrelevant and the thing I keep saying is like I don't think he would be a special quarterback if he were the Tennessee Titans QB like I think it's a very particular 
situation for him. And I guess that sounds like I'm diminishing him that you just can't trap like, but I think a lot of people say that about Patrick Mahomes. So how much of an insult is it? A lot of people will still tell you like Patrick Mahomes, if he had gone to the bears second overall in that draft, he wouldn't have done what he did under Andy Reid. So, you know, yeah, I think I think the coach and the and 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 the uh, apprentice are very important. I think, uh, you know, the scouting report on Purdy by so many people was that he was very good. He he went very low. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, a lo- obviously, tons of people overlooked Purdy, but even the own 49ers staff said, "Hey, we knew we had to stick with Trey Lance because we came in and this was already the draft pick, and this is what they were doing." But Purdy on the practice squad was blowing everyone's mind. He was doing no look passes. He's doing like a, a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes combination. And I think the regression that we saw in the middle of the season was him getting in his head. Because what happens when you're a young quarterback is ignorance is bliss, right? You're like, whatever, I'm just playing with house money and I'm just happy to be here. Then all of a sudden you get to the FC championship game, you get taken out. Now you want to get back there this whole year. You're playing with vengeance. Then the talk starts getting into your ear. You have to figure out how to shut that out. And he he got right in his head before this game. Somebody sat down with him. Right. You know, some psychologist sat down with him and they brought back the Purdy that we all knew and loved. And if he can keep that throughout the Super Bowl, it's going to be a really good game. I think it's whoever has the ball last. Honestly, I do think it's going to be a good game. I think, like I said, Chiefs are first half team, 49ers are second half team. Because everything always changes in the Super Bowl, it will probably be flipped. But I won't be shocked if Brock Purdy comes back at the end of that game and takes a drive down the field and, and seals his fate. And people say, I, oh, it could any, any quarterback could be doing what he does if they're playing for Shanahan. Well, Trey Lance couldn't do it. Garoppolo, uh, Garoppolo was seven minutes from winning a Super Bowl, but he still didn't get right, to do and it. I, and that I was early think, Shanahan. This is this is a Shanahan that's learned lessons. For so. sure, right. Shanahan's not the same cat he was four years ago. And I, and I get all of that. I do think it's not implausible if Brock Purdy has a complete stinker that the John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan brain trust who's tinkered in the past would, would be like, well, we're just going to stick with I wouldn't be surprised if they give a look at the, a, a longer look at Sam Darnold or if it creates some sense of controversy. Oh, I think they go get Kirk Cousins like Shanahan's always wanted. Maybe. maybe He's that, wanted Kirk right. Cousins forever. But I but I don't, I think, and I think it's really hard to bench Brock Purdy after he's been your starting quarterback for two years. He took you to an NFC championship and a Super Bowl in those two years and you're only, you're paying him less than a million dollars. I agree, but I think that's what makes it plausible to replace yeah, not replace sure. him but bring somebody else in because he's he makes yeah. 17 dollars for them he's he's, yeah. he's a seven uh seventh round pick for them so he costs zero so it doesn't cost anything to add somebody on top of that or at least it doesn't ding what you're already paying to investing in the qb position anyway dynamite stuff um i do agree with you and i'll go one step further with you about brock purdy he didn't get right psychologically before the Detroit game, it was worse than that. They went into the locker room getting booed by the home team. They were getting upset by the line. A lot of people would have fallen apart in that mm-hmm. spot. He rose up. I think the curse is supposed to shaking that, shaking that off. 
and rising with all those other guys. Like, come on, Mr. Irrelevant. We need you, fella. And mm-hmm. he did. I, I think that, I, I, you know, Nail's performances like that are are, uh, are grand stuff and make sports great. Anyway, great stuff also with Rob Riggle. Um, best to him in Hawaii and uh, then in Vegas. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week when we'll only be mere hours from Super Bowl 58's kickoff. We'll get you right for that. We'll go through all the props, all the rest of it. Until then, for Sarah Tiana and Eddie Spaghetti and everybody at the Extra Points Network, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. 